It's recording right now. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I am your host, Glassfield Crossfield, and today we have a very special guest with we have a very special guest with us here today. Please introduce yourself. What's going on, everyone? My name's Quan the Alchemist, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, what's your ethnicity? It's Vietnamese. Uh, nationality, I'm from Canada, but my background is Vietnamese. Got you. And your your full first name is Quan? Yeah, it's Quan. Like, hit the Quan, you know? Q-U-A-N. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So explain who you are for the people who may not know. Yeah, um, to everybody who doesn't know me, um, the best way to describe me is I am a performance coach. Um, I don't like using the word life coach because it's kind of overused now by a bunch of random people, but I like to say I'm a performance coach. I help other people perform well, better um, in the three trinity that I like to call health, wealth, and relationships. Um, I've been doing that full time for the past six, six to seven years now, and um, that's what I do. And I'm also a creator on YouTube. So I, I noticed in your bio, you said that we've been lied to about happiness. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, th there's so many ways that we can go about that in terms of being lied to about happiness. Um, first, let's talk about like what happiness truly is, you know, like, I believe happiness compromises of three things. And it's something I just mentioned earlier. Um, I call it the happy trinity. Yeah, health, wealth and relationships, right? These are literally the three things that you can be happy in. And the things that we were taught to be or how to be taught in these areas have been lied to. Like first, number one is health, right? Um, especially North America, you know, where you and I were raised in Canada and America, like our certain things about health and how to be healthy. Like there's a lot of things that we've been lied to on actually how to, you know, live an incredible life uh, physically, right? Second thing is wealth. A lot of the system that we have is, is rigged. Our education system doesn't help us to be rich anymore. It doesn't help us to be abundant. It helps us to be just regular employees and nothing wrong. And I'll just to all the nine to fivers, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I'm just saying that like, it is not the secret to being ultimately an ultra wealthy in a good way. I mean, in a way where you're contributing to society and whatnot and in relationships as well, right? There's a lot of like degeneracy online and Netflix and how relationships should be and X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. And we've been lied there too. So upon you know, my, my years of coaching others and um, consult, just even last year alone, consulting over a thousand people one-on-one, I've discovered that a lot of things that we were taught are lies and they're fallacies. And the true way of being happy um, takes a little bit more work, right? It takes a lot more work. Um, but that's what I mean about we've been lied to about being happy. Because when you look at anyone who's unhappy, and uh, I've done the studies, I've had the conversation myself, it's typically because of one of these things are out of, out of order, they're out of balance. The health is out of whack, or the money is out of whack, or the relationship is out of whack. Maybe two out of three is out of whack, or even worse, all three is out of whack. No wonder people are on, on, you know, aren't happy. It's because one of these three things is not in order. So my job is to figure out what it is for them and then help them change that and you know uplift that. So long story short, <laughs> what were some of the things that helped put those three things in order for you? Well. Let's start first with what I was lacking in because everybody grows up differently. So therefore the way you're conditioned, some people may be better in relationships and let's just say relationships and health, but their wealth is out of whack, right? Some people have different combinations. It's just, it's just de depending on how you grew up, what your school was like, what your parents like, what you were taught. For me, the biggest area, I mean, recently, the biggest area for me, um, 
that was wealth for a while, for a couple of years, right? A couple, like I would say around from 20, 2019 or so, say 20, actually 20, 2019 to 2021, um, I was in the lowest financial place of my life. And that's what I was lacking. And um, fortunately, I had built a lot of relationship and health, you know, um, health capital, right in the years before. So I was able to lean into that. But the area that I needed to fix the most was actually my, my wealth, right? Figuring out like what I want to do to make money and to be able to um, live the life that I want and to money is just freedom, right? So I needed to figure that out. So for me, I had to generally go through so many questions um, with myself and businesses and, you know, let's just say work and all that stuff to figure that out. So for me, um, it was just going through the journey of figuring out like what I like, what I don't like, and like what I'm genuinely good at and what I'm not. So I hope that makes sense, but kind of just went off on a little tangent there, but I, I had to go through that. But that was for me at that point in my life where I needed to work on the most. Um, now for me, I'm just trying to keep the balance, right? I'm trying to keep the balance. There will be seasons of your life where you have to work on, you know, let's just say fitness more or your health more, or there will be places where you have to work on relationship more. But I feel like once you generally get to a good spot where you're like, you know, you're, you're a little bit above average in all areas. Now it's just about figuring out, okay, what's my life purpose? What's my next goal? And how can I achieve that while maintaining these three things that actually keep me healthy, happy, and like sociable, right? Got you. Now you mentioned on your YouTube channel, one of the ways that you acquired wealth was through manifestation. So explain the impact that manifestation has had on your life. Yeah. I mean, manifestation um, is definitely a big thing that I, I've started talking about more recently the past two years, because like I give credit to manifestation for a lot of the abundance, let's just say wealth abundance that I have now um, made a whole lot of money last year. And I don't say that to, you know, um, brag about it, but I say it to really give credit to manifestation because um, I believe that manifestation is the key to a lot of people's sadness or unhappiness is because most people are not happy is because they're not manifesting the, the the desire that you're looking for, whether it's in relationships, health, or work, right? Or, or wealth. And um, manifestation to me, is just another way of saying uh, of meditative and gratitude practice to truly hone you in into like where you need to be. So I mean, I can go balls deep on this. We can talk about this for hours, but <laughs> uh, manifestation for me truly is just being connected with God. And the closer you are connected with God, the faster you will get whatever you're, you desire, right? And, and as long as it's in the highest good of all, because you can manifest for people to be harmed, right? It can be very malevolent, uh, very bad, but like as long as it's in the, in the meaning of like, it's good for others, it's great for the world, and you're connected with God, that's when manifestation is at its highest power um, capacity for power. And then from there, you can truly bring in whatever you want to life, whether it is health, wealth, or relationships. What, what made you start manifest, manifesting? By accident. So, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, even as a kid. And here's the thing. Here's what manifesting is. You know, when you're a kid and you just like have the crazy imagination, that's what manifestation is. You, it's just you and your imagination, right? It's you and your mind. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to be such an imaginative, imaginative kid, right? I'd be walking on the street, I'd be in the car and I'd be imagining things. 
um, in school, I'd be imagining, you know, myself um, being rich or knowing what it's like to have a lot of money. And I didn't grow up rich at all, right? We grew up on welfare and you know, a, a lot of things that I grew up that I didn't have, I would just imagine that a lot and what life would be like if I were to dive into that and, and have all that. So I would imagine a lot. And then little by little, I started achieving some things. I, I didn't know what it was at that point, but I, I started figuring out like, I discovered manifestation around like grade nine. That's when I truly understood. I was like, oh, wow. Some of the things are coming to real is because like mm -hmm. I first had to imagine it in my head because you're never going to get anything in your life until you have imagined it in mm -hmm. your head. Ask anybody who has abundance in all these areas I told you about, health, wealth, relationships. Ask any of them that, hey, now that you have a nice body or now that you have all this wealth or now that you have a great relationship, did you ever not once imagine it in your head? Was it not in your head first? Because it always has to be in your head first. And that's what manifestation is. you know. And, and the problem with the, the world nowadays is that like the older that we get, you know, we get more conditioned to not use our imagination. And by not using our imagination, we don't use manifestation anymore, right? So mm. that's another word of just what manifestation is, is just imagination. And I did it a lot by accident. I was just like a, you know, I was always in my head in a good way. I was creating stories and even younger, like I remember in high school, I would like just think about like, oh yeah, okay, that's the hottest chick in school. I'm like, I'm going to get her. I visualize in my head. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm going to talk to her this way. Da, 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 da. And I say in a way where it's like, you know, I learned on actually how to just get things that I want, whether it's like little things or I want to buy this X, Y, and Z and whatnot. But um, that's basically how it came, came about to me. It was all just by accident and just dreaming what it would be like to have something that I, I never had. Did you end up getting the hot girl? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> wonderful wonderful so what what are what are some of the the things you do during your manifestation because one of the issues that i have with the manifestation is that a lot of people feel like i can manifest whatever i want and not do anything yeah. to get it so what are some yeah. of the things that you do during your your manifestation yeah so so my method for manifestation is meditation like i, I mean to manifest it's just prayers the best way to put it is prayer imagining but you do it for me, I do it actively through meditation. And I talk, recently I've been talking about this a lot. So for me, meditation is, is the main form that I use to actively train my mind to believe that it's already received whatever result that I want in this physical reality, mm -hmm. right? Like in the emotions that I already have. So that is my main way that I do it. Now you're talking about putting in the work, right? Because there's a lot of things out there. People think, oh, let me just freaking think about it. And like, I'm going to get it. It's like, I'm freaking obese. I'm 400 pounds. I'm freaking 250 pounds overweight. And I'm just going to think off all this fat. Like, you know, like, you know, it's just going to go away. Why one pound a week? Like it doesn't work that way. The truth about manifestation. And, and I want you to start using the form meditation is once you go through these places in your mind, you can imagine it. What the universe then will do for you is it, it will hear you because through your mind, you are connected to God, universe, however higher power you want to put, connect to it, it will hear you and it'll be like, okay, cool. So you want to lose weight, right? Glass word. So you want to lose weight. So here's what's going to happen. It's going to the universe and start putting signs, places. You're going to go on the street one day and you stop at a red light and all of a sudden you see a sign, a flyer says free personal training classes for a month. Call this number, blah, 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 blah. The universe will fold itself. And start putting signs into your face. But now 
whether you decide to take a picture of that phone number, that poster and call that phone number and be like, Hey, I'm very interested in your free class. I know you're just starting off and I'd love to be your first client, um, your free client. Like, you know, let me go my, through my way. Right. And those are the signs that we have to take in order to take action. Right. And, and then sometimes people can like, you know, uh, sometimes I've had comments on my manifestation video. They're like, well, no, there's other teachers, teachers that you can like just manifest and do absolutely nothing. And then you'll get it all. And I'm like, I obviously there are some instances where there's miracles, right? But I like to put myself one foot inside of the door where it's like, you know, and, and I learned this from another mentor online, um, a guy named Daniel. And he says like manifesting, you have to, you have to learn how to trust, right? And trusting means actually taking the action and doing the work when it's presented in front of you, but you have to look for the signs. If you're not open to the signs, the universe will never give it to you. Mm -hmm. So the first work that you must put down is actually the meditation or like the manifestation technique you use yourself. You can do meditate, you can do prayers, you can do walking meditations, so many forms, but it's all, it all brings it back down to meditation. And once you do it, once you can connect yourself, get yourself there, the universe will genuinely feel it and starts giving you signs. And these signs is for you to literally take action and go to wherever the sign is going to take you. Um, so I hope that answers your question. You need to drop a guide to meditation. You need like a guide to meditation. Drop that on YouTube. Also, how long do you normally meditate for? Yeah, man. I've meditated from like five minutes all the way to like an hour before. But what I like to do now, I like to be very efficient with my time. Now I meditate for about like 20, 25 minutes every day. Um, I typically do it after my workouts. Um, I like to work out in the morning. And for me, what's worked the best is, you know, doing my meditation after my workout. Cause now my blood is pumping, you know, my, um, I'm breathing better and all this stuff. And like my okay. mind's extra clear. Yeah. Higher vibration. And then I can go into these meditation states even faster because sometimes people have meditate for extra longer is because it takes them harder. It's harder for them to reach the higher vibration state. So if I do it after workout, I'm already high vibing. Now I just close my eyes and tap into it. I'm right in there. Right. And I can go deeper because like there's so many brain waves and we get mm -hmm. into it's, you know, you got beta, alpha, theta, delta. And typically most people don't see results from meditations because they're stuck in beta. This is what, where most people are stuck, right? You can't really learn here. You can't really apply that knowledge. But once you start getting into the alpha state, the theta state, delta, delta is where you sleep and dream. But once you can tap into these three lower states of consciousness, um, that's where the manifestation or the phone, right? Your telephone to God gets turned on. And that's where he or see whatever can hear you. But you first got to get out of beta because beta is like having your phone on airplane mode and trying to call, you know, the universe like, oh, I want this. Mm -hmm. You got to get into those areas. But, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a whole nother thing as well. But Interesting. So what is something that the average person gets wrong about manifestation? Yeah, they think they can just think about it. It's what we said, uh, you know, earlier. So they think they can just think about it and then it just comes. Right. So I think, I think <laughs> I've been calling them lazy manifestors, right? The lazy manifestors where they just try to think about it. Cause I've had clients and I've had people like, I've been thinking about this for so long and nothing has changed. Like, da, da, da. I'm like, well, have you done anything outside of like just thinking about it? Like, have you done literally anything different in your life? Right. No, but I have just been thinking about it a lot. I'm like, okay. So you haven't done anything different. Well, you do know that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, Albert Einstein said it best, you know, it's the definition of insanity, right? So like you can think about it all you want, but if you're not doing anything about it, and, and the, here's the secret, if you do not become the person 
that is required to achieve those results or desires that you want to manifest, none of it will come real. Because if you just stay as the same person, but still think about those thoughts, the same person will keep getting the same results. And it goes with a lot of things that I had to do in my life where I had to get different results. I literally had to become somebody different. And that's the point of manifestation is for you to visualize and, and embody whoever that person that is required to achieve the results that you want, right? So for example, if you want to lose a bunch of weight, you can't think of it out of the mind of somebody who's already overweight. You can think of it as if you're already that lean person, that lean person, all that fat is gone. You got to think of yourself as that person who does eat healthy, who does do a lot of exercise, right? You got to become that person. But if, if in reality, you're stuck in the beta state, and you're still that fat person, and you still look at yourself that fat person, right? This is what I call counter-manifesting. And, and I have another great mentor too, uh, mentor too Manny, Manny Morris. Um, she talks a lot about counter-manifesting, is that like you may want to manifest one thing, but inside your beliefs about yourself still have not changed. So now these things are not in alignment. So what you're doing actually instead is you're counter-manifesting. You're counter-manifesting what you want because you truly feel like you know you don't deserve to it's dependent per person, but you feel like you don't deserve to be healthy. You don't deserve to be that way because you shame yourself. Da da da. So therefore, all this manifestation, all this wants and desires, it never links because your beliefs counter manifest. Um, but it brings back to what I was saying earlier. Most people think they can just think about it, but I think that's far from the truth. And I think in today's day and age, you got to learn how to trust. And to trust means taking the action. So most people just like to think, but that's not not enough. How, what is the best way for someone to improve their manifestation skills? Belief. Number one, belief. Mm -hmm. Like, it's building the belief. Like, if you, it's just, that's why, like, affirmations, all this stuff, you can look in the mirror, you can say, I am handsome, I am great, I am rich, I can, I am all these things. But if there's no belief behind it, it doesn't mean anything. You're literally just talking to a mirror, <laughs> you know? So, the best way to increase your level of manifestation is by creating the belief. Now, the real question is, how do you create belief? Right. Well, create create evidence, right? Mm -hmm. I am fit. Mm -hmm. I am healthy, right? Okay, cool. How do you build evidence for that? You go to the fucking gym. You eat good, right? Build that evidence for yourself. Most people, their trust in themselves, it rusts. It's like it, it rusts like metal because the more that they don't do something that they know they're supposed to do, their confidence and their self-belief in themselves starts to rust. It erodes like metal. And eventually whatever they say, it doesn't work anymore. So the, the antidote to that is by doing the work. All right. So that, that's just, just another big thing. Um, I truly believe that like, you got to put in the work. Um, and back to what you're saying is just like, what is, what is, what is the key to all that is belief and how do you build belief? Well, by doing the work, right? Well, what do you think is the biggest lesson that manifestation has taught you? Anything's possible. Anything is possible, right? As long as, uh, you know, I guess it goes within like the physics, the law of physics and whatnot, but anything's truly possible. Um, we're only limited by our, our abilities to imagine. And most, mm. most of the time people can't imagine something. It limits their, you know, whatever they're trying to manifest, right? If you can't imagine it, you won't be able to manifest it, period. Mm. Yeah, you that that is a very good point. Anybody who's ever invented something or done something of any significance, they definitely saw it in their head first. And you have 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, the same person who thought of an airplane, right? Like 
oh, I'm going to get a giant piece of metal in the sky one day, you know, just going to fly a bunch of people, right? Um, Electricity, light bulb. There's there's so many things that comes in those ways. And it wouldn't have happened if it didn't happen up here first. So biggest lesson manifestation has taught me is number one, anything's possible. And two, nothing's possible if you can't see in your mind first. Mm, That's a bar right there. What do you think is the most important thing that a person needs when it comes to improving their life in general? Um, so there's so many ways we can go about this. Cause like I said, the happy Trinity that I like to call is health, wealth, relationships. Um, but, but the best thing that somebody can do is just like taking, taking inventory of where you are at, right? Some people just don't have the self-awareness to ask themselves, what do I need right now? Okay. How's my health? Just check it out. Do an audit on yourself. How's my health? Right. And do I, and help, by the way, I, I, I like to start with health because health is the fastest way, the fastest way to change the way you feel and look at yourself. Like physically, you can do like a round, like, you know, three rounds of breath work and boom, your mind is all automatically high vibe. Your body's feeling good. Or you can go on a walk, right? You can do a quick 5,000 steps and then you dramatically feel different. And the moment you feel different, then the reality can start shifting, shifting itself. So I say, First thing to check, first thing that you can do is health. Just check it out, okay? Uh, how do I feel? Do I feel good every day? Do I wake up tired? Am I exhausted, right? Check your health first because like once you check that, many times it's much easier to manifest and create whatever life that you want afterwards mentally and emotionally because your body's in check because most people's bodies are so like down, uh, it prevents them from seeing what they need to see and from hearing what they need to hear. Um, so first thing is just check your health. Right. And the next two things after that is health and relation. I mean, uh, wealth and relationships. Now, I say you can check these two afterwards is because, like, number one, health is a necessity. Right. But these two are the subcategories that you got to learn how to master where it afterwards. Do I have better relationships in my life right now or do I have a lack of friends? Do I have a lot of wealth right now? Do I have a lot of financial resources or do I have a lack of it? Right. And figure out what's more important to you right now and move forward into that, move forward and, and just love yourself up. Obviously, as a man, the second thing for us, I personally believe it should be wealth, right? Because how are we going to be able to take care of ourselves financially um, or even have the freedom if we don't have this, this, right? So health, wealth, relationships. Um, but the first thing I always say, number one is your health. Start with your health. That's like the easiest thing to start. If you're doing no physical activity, start with a walk every day. Wake up in the morning, go on a walk. You don't even need to go to the gym. Right. And it's slowly, you know, escalate yourself to the next step. Maybe it's to work out at home. Maybe it's to go to the gym, whatever it is. Feel good first. Right. That's the whole point of manifestation in the first place is you have to feel it. Right. But if you can feel good, you can force your body to feel good physically. Boom. You're already there. Now figure out the money part or the relationship part is much easier afterwards. Got you. Got you. This is some good stuff right here. So you, you mentioned on your YouTube channel how you skipped out on making six figures to do a dopamine detox so how does one properly dopamine detox yeah um the best way well first let's talk about what is dopamine dopamine is like the happy receptors the the chemicals that make you go happy and you know and all that And, and for me i and everyone has receives or is addicted to a dopamine in a different way right some people it could be food some people, it could be social media, movies. Some people could be like, you know, even porn for, for men, certain people. And um, addiction can come in many ways, you know, casinos, uh, gambling, 
There's so many ways to it. You just got to figure out like, what are you addicted to? That's the first thing. What's the one thing that's taken away a lot of your happiness and it's numbing you out? And for me at that moment was a little bit of social media, right? It was mainly the things that I was consuming in, in myself mentally. Um, as much as we have to be concerned about the food that we take in physically, we have to be concerned about the diet and the food that we take in mentally, emotionally. Every time you open your phone, you scroll through social media, it opens a window to your mind, to your soul of what you're taking in. You may not think too much of it, but for me, I just realized at one point, no podcast, no audio book, no, you know, Instagram, you know, motivation page or whatever was hitting me anymore. I was numb. Like you flick my heart and it's just like, oh, like, you know, like I'm just, I was just sick of it. And I just could not listen to podcasts anymore. I just, I just felt numb. Um, and it's just like, I just heard it over and over already. And for me, I had, I knew that, you know, I like to read, I like to go through our podcasts and stuff like that. I knew that I had to like detox from that because it no longer, was I at the same place where I could receive? Um, so I had just let go of all that, took off my social media. I went to my girlfriend's cottage at the time um, and like just sat away and just got back into nature. You know, take your shoes off, uh, ground yourself into the earth. And that's that's what I did. And, and that, that's what I did in the last dopamine detox. For somebody else, it might be alcohol. For somebody else, it might be drugs. For somebody else, it might be sex, porn. It might be food. Right. You just got to find out what your addiction is and then do the dopamine detox from there, meaning not doing that thing or perhaps um, limiting yourself to lower volume or proportions of whatever, you know, that you may be addicted to. What drove you to want to improve? I have to. I mean, what drove me to improve is just it's just who I am. Like I, I can't mm -hmm. even fathom a life where I'm not improving myself. I genuinely believe that if you're not improving yourself, you're dying. So just like, and, and, and the way I was raised, man, if you didn't improve yourself, you're a loser. And like, I didn't, I didn't have, I mean, my back was against the wall and I didn't have the luxury to not want to improve myself my whole life growing up. You know, like I told you earlier, growing up poor and stuff like that, like all I had to do was improve. Right. Um, so there was a lot more on the line for me. Right. Um, and let's just say for somebody who, who lived a very comfortable life and had a spoon fed, you know, silver spoon in the mouth and whatnot. So I don't, I, I can't imagine a life ever where I don't improve. It just, I mean, perhaps I'm addicted to that, but it's a good addiction, you know, it's like working out. I'm addicted to working out. I'm addicted to eating very healthy food. You know, those are good addictions to have. Well, how would you describe your daily routine? Yeah, my daily routine, honestly, is pretty simple, uh, right? It, it's changed throughout the years, but now I like to have efficiency over everything. But um, my typical thing is just I just like to wake up. First thing I have to do is wake up. I like to cold shower. I'm very big into cold plunging and taking cold showers. Yeah. Once I get the cold cold plunging in, I like to get all the physical stuff out of the way, man. So I cold plunge, boom. Um, I do all it facet. Then I hit the gym. I, I mean... I don't always enjoy going to the gym, man. Sometimes it gets boring, but like, I know I have to get it done. So I get some sort of physical activity out of the way, like right away in the morning, I get it out. Your adrenaline and your endorphins is flying afterwards. You feel good. You get out of the way, you know, and, and the best workouts are the ones that you forget about during the later in the day. You're like, Oh, Oh crap. I worked out. Oh yeah, I did. You know, just knock it out of the park. And then after the workout, like I told you earlier, followed by a meditation, um, you know, obviously I work on my body, but I got to work on my mind as well. So after those three are out, then um, I dive right into work, man. And the thing that I'm doubling down on right now is just YouTube. 
and just building the brand and um, helping as many people as I can on YouTube. That's typically what I do is either writing out the idea or brainstorming an idea, filming the video and then editing the video, the video myself. Um, so that's kind of like what my work week goes by. And then, and I have miscellaneous stuff as well. No pun intended miscellaneous stuff like podcasts, you know, uh, interviews and just chatting and connecting with other people, like-minded individuals. Um, and then, and obviously I like to have fun time as well. So I fill in a lot of like dinners and lunches and just hang out with the, with the friends and, and, and you know, girlfriend and whatnot. Do you, oh, you have a girlfriend. She's back home in Canada right now, but, uh, she's not here with me at the moment. But she's back in Canada, and we like we have virtual dates. You know, I, I gotta keep keep the spice there. So we have virtual dates a lot. Shout out to my girl. Do you do you smoke or drink? Uh well, I do drink. Um, smoke. Like I mean, I like to smoke cigars. I like to smoke cigars. That's that's like one of my vices. I'd say my vice is drinking and, and, and cigars. Um, in terms of, I mean, alcohol, like I'm not the type to like get blackout wasted or whatever, stuff like that, but I like, I'm a casual drinker. You know, when I go out, I like to have wine with my steaks. When I go out sometimes, well, they don't have a lot of wings here in Argentina, but like when I go out for wings, you know, back home, I like to have a nice pint of beer, you know, just, just that typical stuff. And it's like, um, just a casual thing, but, uh, yeah, just drink and smoke, but obviously I'm very aware of proportions and um how much I, I take in so that's what i do once in a while i mean i'm i'm in canada right once in a while i can't sleep i would probably smoke a little bit of weed just to tell tell everybody up front hey man Quan the alchemist sometimes he smokes a little bit of weed too at night to go to sleep easier right that's the real truth and there's nothing you know wrong about it but um i'd say yes my vice is a little bit of alcohol but like i said in proportions that's what matters Got you, got you. So throughout all your manifestation and all your hard work, do you think that you would have ended up in the same position today without manifestation if you just put in the work the way that you normally did? That's a good question. I, I don't think, I mean, absolutely. I would say like I had to imagine in my head first. Like I had to manifest it first. And that's, that's I mean, not manifest, but like practice meditation and having it inside my head first. And that's actually a big source of motivation for me of happening in here. And then I actually eventually do the work outside here. Does it make sense? So, so you, you think that you wouldn't be in the same position today without manifestation? No. Mm. Yeah. Everything that I have, everything that I have now is a result of what happened in here. Got you. Got you. Now you, you, you've achieved uh, quite a lot. You've achieved more than most. So at what point does someone stop manifesting or is there ever a point where there is a stoppage? There is a never stoppage saying, saying stopping to, to stop manifestation is like stopping, like stopping yourself from, from imagining what a boring life It's like, imagine seeing life in black and white, right? But imagination, what gives it color? So I, I you know, imagination is, is such a beautiful thing. I can't imagine uh, myself never stopping the practice of meditation and never stop the practice of manifestation because you know once you do that it's just like you got to get creative because if you don't want something more that's bigger than yourself and all that then it's not enough right um and that's why why, why one of the things that i anchor myself in is actually just helping others like i've done so much for myself i've gained so much for myself now just like the best way of pleasure for me is actually helping others so that's why i'm so into what i do because like I can help as many people as I want, but 
I'll never be able to help enough until the, you know, even when I die. Right. So like I can only help as much, but there's just so many people in the world. So if I just place myself on there and I put my imaginative, imaginative skills there, it's endless. It'll never, it'll never stop. And they say, I mean, I love this quote here, man. Most people, most people die at 30, but they get buried at 80. And you know who die at 30 are the people who lose their ability to manifest or the better way to say is to imagine. Got you. That that's that's very interesting. That's very. I think a lot of people would argue and, and believe that as long as you put in the work without the manifestation, that they would likely end up in a similar position to you. But the, the combination of both, I think, definitely takes you to new heights. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You can put in the work, and you can still uh, you can still get results, right? I can be like, and this is where the balance comes in. This is where the balance comes in because like if you're too much of just the work, too much of just the logic, because you have the masculine and feminine, right? The feminine is about the free flow, the, the creativity, the imagination. The masculine is about doing the work. It is about like logic and sense and being rational. So manifestation, you know, I believe is a very feminine energy, right? You need that to be able to see the vision and to see a little bit further, but you also need the masculine to actually understand what you need to do to logically get there. So by fusing that, you'll get there. And, and, and to go back on your former question, I mean, do I feel like I could have been where I am right now um, if I were to just do complete just the work? Perhaps. I know I said no, but like obviously manifestation, like just the feminine energy of being creative and having the flow, it dramatically sped everything up, right? Mm -hmm. Here, if you look at people who do try to do just the work and it's very military mind, there are some people that can last in this, but majority of the world, this is how people burn out. If you don't have any emotional, imaginative anchor, this is how people burn out. This is how people like give up on themselves and they get burnt out and they never get out of it. And uh, I used to coach a lot of burnout um, clients where like they just work, 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 just do the work all the time. They have no imagination, just work to work, right? They don't work for no purpose, they just work to work. Like these are the people that you burn out. So you have to understand like where you're at, where you're lacking these energies. Some people need more imagination, but some people need more work. This is where you have to audit yourself, like I was saying earlier, to really understand what do you need to pinch a little bit more? Is it blood? You know, you need some black pepper on, on your on your steak or you need some salt, right? And once you figure that out and you get like the proper proportion for yourself, then you can move forward. Um, I there's nothing wrong with doing the work. I am a big, a big um, uh, you know, person to advocate for doing the work, as I've I've said. Um, so I don't take that away. I just think you just got to know like what's the right proportion that you need for yourself to create the right results that you want. Um, but that's that. And my final question, dinner with five people dead or alive, who would they be? Dinner with five people dead or alive. Okay. Um, okay. Number one, Les Brown. Um, Les Brown. He's man. When I was, when I was, I move across the country in Canada, East to West, when I was like 18. Um, and I remember Les Brown was one of those guys who I just listened to all the time. You know, it's not over until I win. Um, storms don't come to stay. They come to pass. And I was going through a tough time, you know, broke, living on the, you know, sleeping on the floor for over six months and a whole bunch of things. But uh, he kept me up and I'd love uh, to have one Les Brown. Uh, number two, hmm, number two, I'd love to have It'd be interesting. Brian Tracy, 
I like Brian Tracy, and these are motivational speaking guys. So I love to have Brian Tracy there. Um, he's a lot. He's very old now. Both of them are actually very old now. I would like to, I'd love to see them live. Um, you know, before time flies. And then the third, let's put in some fun fun people here. Let's third. Let's let's throw Jackie Chan in there. You know, gotta love the rush hour, and I think that'll be a funny thing. But he also comes from um, the slums as well, right? Um, he comes from a very low place and a very poor family and all that stuff. And he rose to, you know, to, to a really big figure in life. And yeah. a lot of results of his success, and you ask all these people, it all came from here first, his imagination as a child, right? Um, the fourth person, fourth person I'd have, man, oh, Anthony Bourdain. You know, we we're talking about food a lot earlier. Um, I'd love to have Anthony Bourdain. Uh, he's one of the reasons why I'd love to travel. And a lot of his food, you know, TV shows back in the day, like Unknown Parts and all that stuff was a, a big contribution, played a big role in me traveling as I am now. So I'd love to have him there because he'd probably chef it up and bring us all to the cool spots to eat. And like the fifth, I'm on the fifth now, right? Like the fifth, um, the fifth, probably, it's a tough question. Uh, fifth, who else would I love to have? Out there with me, man. I'm gonna say like family. I'm gonna say my grandma. My grandma passed away at a very young, when I was very young in grade three. So I was a young kid, and like she knew out of everyone in my family, like you know, like me and my mother, we had the toughest. So I'd love for her to see where I am now, and like, and then just you know, stun a little bit on every other family member that I have, and be like, yo, look at me, grandma, I did it. So those would be my five. Well, Quan, you have been an absolute joy to interview. I thank you so much for taking the time out. All your heart's desires remain in the description. Please go check him out and his channel. Some very good stuff. Some quality stuff there as well, man. Lord have mercy. Go follow him on all the social medias, all that. I love you all. Thanks for having me, bro. Cheers. Um, behind him.